Hey ladies, this is Underwired. Welcome to the show designed to uplift and support women all over the world. Hey, hey, I'm Lindsay. They call me the kindness kahuna and the imaginal connector. I love puppies, travel, great coffee, and all of you out there who love humanity. I'm Betsy Weersma, a serial entrepreneur and lover of doing good and having fun. My passion is connecting hearts and souls with art, ideas, and adventures. Hey, I'm Shay Sparks. As an energetic catalyst and fearless communicator, I love to have great conversations with amazing people. And I'm Sunny, mom of four, here to shed light on what really matters. Together, we are underwired. And now for the show. All right, another live show. Hi, ladies. Good to see you. Hello. You all look so good. Woo! It's a good day. And I'll tell you, for our live audience out there, man, oh man, technology, gotta love it. And then some days, really? So it's all good. (laughs) Yes. We're so happy to be here tonight, and I'll tell you what, we're going to kick off this show, which is going to be about aging gracefully, and how do we age in a really cool way. But before we get into our topic, I wanted to just ask you all, because you're my friends, and you're also my co-hosts, and we're just hanging out together. You know, I was thinking about summertime, and remember when you were a kid, and how summer just seemed to go on and on, and then it was like, oh yeah, school's back, oh darn, and then as you got older, it started to compress, and then all of a sudden, it's like, ah, I just left school, now I'm back in school, what's going on? I'm really curious, just for a moment, this summer, what's happening for you, and what are you doing this summer that's just Super fun and, you know, maybe makes you light up just a little bit. What are you doing? Well, well who I'll are you go calling first. on, Lynn? Yeah, who are you <laughs> oh. calling on? Oh, that's right. I got to, okay, I got to call. Thanks. Whoa, See, Betsy whoa, told whoa, me whoa, I got to pitch whoa. it to somebody. So <laughs> I'm going to pitch it to Sunny because you're right next to me in the box. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, well, I told you guys a little bit about this in previous episodes, but we ship our kids back to Ohio for the summer. <laughs> Because that's where all of our family is. That's where both sides, my husband's side, my side, our parents are there. My husband and I grew up, um, we went to the same high school. So our parents still live in the same houses, like literally a couple miles away from each other. And our kids don't get to spend a lot of time with that side of the family. So our routine, at least until the kids are old enough to say, no, I want to hang out with my friends for the summer, has been to take them back at the beginning of the summer and stay with them for a little bit. So my husband did that at the beginning part of the summer. He was back in Ohio for a few weeks and I was here by myself. It was me and the dog. Then he came back. And so now my husband and I are able to just kind of hang out together and have a good time. The kids are coming back in a couple weeks. So we're it's now the countdown, the final countdown for the kids coming back. But I have to say, for parents that have kids that are a little bit younger, this is the end of summer. Because the first week of August, my son, who is going into middle school for the first time, he's all excited, has orientation. And wow. so I'm I'm now in that mindset of he's got to come back. Like later this week, we're going uh, shopping for school clothes, even without the kids. We're going to pick out some clothes for them. <laughs> so my mind is already in the fall because you kind of have to do that as a parent, right? Everything is right. judged based on when your kids go back to school. Totally. I love that, Sunny. Yeah, for sure. And I'll tell you, my summer's just starting. So I'll talk about that in a minute. Shay, how about you? What's happening for you this summer? What's exciting? What's fun? What's hot? What's not? 
<laughs> well, I feel like it's the first time I've had a summer in a long time um, because I worked for so long. I was such a workaholic that it was like, oh, wait, it's what day is it and where the month is it and where am I? Um, so now I'm kind of like, wow, this is summer. I'm kind of enjoying this. It's, you know, a hundred and hotter degrees, hundred and, you know, hotter and hell degrees here in Florida <laughs> for the summer. And uh, I've just been getting used to that. But what's really interesting is for whatever reason, the whole month of July, I've literally thought it was this week. It was the first week of July and I'm like, it's the 20th, 24th, 22nd, 23rd, like I'm in this week. And I don't know if it has to do with I have uh, family's birthdays this week or, you know, and memorials this week. It's like, man, this is crazy. But every week I wake up and I'm like, this is the week. And I'm like, nope. So now <laughs> guess what? This is the week. I don't know what this week means, but it's the week. I love that, Shay. Thank you. And Miss Betsy, what's happening? What's hot this summer for you? Well, my daughter's been shift off to summer camp, but it's called college. <laughs> and since so she goes to college in Milan, Italy, it's very exciting that actually this week, the week, Shay, maybe you were just so excited about my yeah, daughter coming home. This is the week. You didn't even know you were channeling <laughs> Sarah Lane. So uh, Sarah Lane is coming back from Milan for four precious weeks. And so um, she turned 21 this week. Shay, again, the See? big week. Yeah. yeah, the big yeah. Week. So, so I'm really happy to be with my 21 year old daughter, which I can't believe my baby is 21. So um, my summer is hot and the fun times are just beginning. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, you know, summer is fun with the kids for sure. And it's fun with family, with barbecues and everything. And I will just tell you, it feels like summer is just starting for me, Sunny. Talk about in reverse <laughs> from you. I It feels like I have been working like a mad woman with my family to get our family home ready for rental and whatnot. And it has just been a zoo. And it was like, oh, I get to fly back to Florida tomorrow. Summer begins. Yay. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm coming to the hot, hot chain. I'll be be back soon but I, I just wanted to check in with y'all and see how your summer's going so far and and with that I think we're going to jump into our topic for today and for fun and adventure we thought we would talk about aging and I don't know if we're going to have a stinger or not so I'm just going to let that go because of technology <laughs> you go you I'm go, just going Lindsay. on because we just mm -hmm. moved through oh, things, there you right? go we love our production aging. Team. we got it <laughs> Yeah, aging. So, that's a reminder. So we stay yes. on topic. You know, that's right. I think this is a good reminder to stay on topic. And I do think what's really exciting about aging is that it's part of the process of being human, right? That we get to go from being a little bud all the way out to the full bloom, the full self-expression of what we're meant to be. And then eventually we leave this planet and we come back, perhaps if you believe in that or you whatever we do. I think what's exciting about aging is that it's an opportunity to grow. So my word for the day, the B word is bloom, because I love watching flowers become their fullness of blooming into what it is that they're supposed to be. And I, my mom was a grower of dahlias. So we have tons of flowers in our yard. And I was out there weeding and picking stuff and, of course, probably cursing one too many times because I'm not <laughs> a big fan of weeding. Um, but I was actually noticing even that the weeds bloom. You know, they they become something more than just that little annoyance in the garden, right?
Betsy. How are you blooming? Well, first, would you dig up some of those dahlia bulbs before you leave and put them in a baggie? 100%. Send them to me. Oh my gosh, your mom's dahlia bulbs would be my most prized possession on earth. So I digress, everyone else. Let's talk about the important things. My garden. Okay, um, I really have started an entire new life with art on purpose. You know, just five years ago, August was the first time I took a real art class, an official art class. And as I sit here and kind of reevaluate my brand and my marketing for the holiday season, yes, Christmas in July, it's beginning (laughs) now. uh, I really have noticed uh, the stretch that it is to just be in a whole new industry. I'm in retail. I'm a small manufacturer. I'm an artist really first. Uh, I'm a salesperson, marketing person, creator, manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah. All the above. And even today, I was producing my own video series, touring my art studio and talking about uh, my dogs in the art studio. And then I'm going to edit it myself. So this is such a stretch for me. We know how I love technology. (laughs) Pause right there. Uh, Yeah. And so it's such a stretch for me. So I really feel, though, that um, I'm smart and I can do it. And it's okay. And so I really am excited because once I get good at editing, that I can help Sonny on some of our segments for the show. <laughs> and Michael and Sonny would be very happy if I could produce my own little packages. So um, I really feel that I am who I am at 62 years old. I am owning it. I'm mm-hmm. owning imperfection and age mm-hmm. and wrinkles. And <laughs> I have to color this hair or Mike will say I'm not quite pasted <laughs> enough but that's another story um so uh yeah spackled um so i'm really enjoying <laughs> stepping into myself uh with all the imperfections god made and just really uh connecting with my soul about how to serve and serving mm-hmm. with all you guys is on the top of my stack i know <laughs> you yeah. guys Yay. Love you too, You're Betsy. a great part of my 60s, is what I'm Yay. saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are just blooming beautiful. Can I just say that, Betsy? I, I've been your friend for a long time, and it's just been so fun to watch you. You're like a dahlia, and now your your flower is this big. It's so wow. cool. <laughs> I'm taking that as a compliment. I'm a dahlia. I'm going to Lindsay's mom's dahlias. That's who I am. I'm not just a regular dahlia. I'm Lindsay's mom's dahlia. No, you're an orange dahlia. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so Shay, how about you? How are you blooming right now? What's causing you know greatness in your life? Well, you know, I love what Betsy said about her business, and I think. You know, oftentimes we get wrapped up in the identity of the label that we put on ourselves, right? And I kind of semi-retired from my last career, which, you know, served me for 29 years. And now it's reinventing and recreating and, and really being able to be in the blooming stage of what is happening, what is next. And and this show, you guys have been part of it along the way, which has been really phenomenal. Um, but and you know, being part of UNN on Real Talk too has been phenomenal. It's just the uh, most interesting place to be because I'm not who I was, and thank God I'm not. But I'm not where I want to be, and yet I'm not even sure where I want to be either because it's just kind of enjoying the path of the the journey of the the bloom, if that makes sense. Honestly, so yeah, awesome. that is the. So, it's kind of like I'm that flower that's going, oh, is the sun over here or is it the over here? Or do I need to go this way or do I need to go that way? It's kind of that sprouting um, stems and leaves wherever I go. 
That's so great. I love that, Shay. You are blooming beautiful mm. as well. I just, I love who you're becoming. And I just met you a couple of years ago, but it's like, oh man, oh man, we have so much fun together. And you <laughs> are just so not afraid to become all of what you say mm. you are. So Thank I just, you. I love that about you. Thank you so much. You. Sunny, how are you blooming, darling? What's blooming yeah. for you? <laughs> well, they say bloom where you are planted. Yes. And I feel like that is a very good phrase for me right now, mm. because when I look at my my family and everything that we're going through right now, we're, we're about to change chapters. So what we have done for the last 10 plus years, that whole trajectory is about to change. And pretty much everything in my life is changing at the same time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're on the precipice of all of this. So, you know, changing locations, changing schools, change my husband retiring on paper, mm -hmm. all of this kind of stuff is about to happen. And I'm trying to gear up for it. But sometimes you don't sometimes you don't know when the, the page is gonna flip, <laughs> when the chapter is going to open, right? Yeah. And so I find myself on this precipice going, where do I go? You know, I'm mean, like, mm -hmm. okay, do I move here? Do do mm -hmm. I do I just stay? And so that's why I go back to that phrase, bloom where you're planted. Because this last week I was doing so much prep for where we're going mm -hmm. that I kind of forgot where I was. Mm, that's and awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. It, it was a little bit, it, it was kind of, um, how do I explain this? Like I kind of had to take a little bit of a humble pill. Okay. Mm -hmm. And take a couple steps back mm -hmm. and go where I'm at right now. Am I doing the very best I can with what I have right now? And, and the answer was no. Mm -hmm. So I, because I was so focused on where we're going. Mm -hmm. So right. I had to go, okay, all that other stuff will happen. God's timing, not my timing, God's timing, right? So yeah. where am I at now? How can I do the best job where I am now? And in doing that, I believe it will get us to the next chapter. The next chapter is going to be there. It's coming. Yes. I it's see already it. here. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yes. It's just, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the pages going, go, damn it. Go, go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, not happening. So oh. I'm like, okay, okay. We're, we're still, we're still in chapter one. Okay. That's all right. It's a great chapter. It's yes. a great chapter. I'm in a great place, you yeah. know? So anyway, so that that's my blooming is going, okay, where am I at now? Let's make the most of where we're at now. Let's do the best job we can possibly do where we are now. Yeah. And the future will be there. It's coming. I see it. Mm -hmm. It's not you here know, yet. That's okay. That's okay. Well, Honey, you're this just is the week. Me. Just oh, saying. Go ahead. This, this is, is the really, week. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> they said this She's is calling the week. Out. Sarah is the was week. born 21 years ago this week. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's all lined up for you, Shay. So <laughs> chapter right. two awaits. Well, and, and Sunny, you know, Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks would often say, get ready to be ready. Right. Yeah. And so one of the yeah. things that you and I are both sharing in this blooming experiment that we are in right now is the bloom into patience oh, for yes. what is coming yes. next that we can feel so clearly with every ounce of our being. We have visualized it. We've experienced yeah. it. We've been in it. And then we're like, oh, but it's just not right in front of us this second. And it's like, okay, we're learning patience and the word <laughs> 
soon. Yes. <laughs> we're soon and the fertilizer that we yes. have to go through when we're blooming things. Organic, smelly <laughs> yes. fertilizer. Right. We're all gonna do a little happy dance when all sometimes yes. hits, the, hits the fan. The fertilizer hits the fan, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> totally. Uh, but luckily well, it's Shay's magic week, so we're all gonna be okay. There you go. Right. And just putting it out week, there in the universe. That's the magic right. week. For <laughs> this gosh. week, I would just say I've been practicing pruning in order for the bloom to get even bigger, fresher, and more brilliant, right? And uh, I have spent the last three weeks cleaning and clearing and throwing out stuff and hauling out things. And and I will say it has been a remarkably powerful process for allowing that uh, letting go and some of the aspects that occur when you're letting go of 40 years of a family's memorial. Mm. And I know we're going to talk about some of that later, so I'll get into it later. And with that, I love Sunny, how you are blooming with the news and with your momhood. You are just mm. an amazing mom. And I've loved watching you grow into even more moms. So thank you Yay. for being a blooming, awesome mom. Aww. And this is a blooming, awesome mm. group of women. I'm so excited to play with you all. And I'm going to pass it over now to the next segment of the show, which is our R word. Go, Sunny. All right. Okay. So I'm in charge of the R word today, guys. And for R, we're going to talk about reminisce. Okay. So first of all, this week I learned how to spell reminisce. I can't <laughs> spell that. Maybe I should change it to remember because how about remember? Okay, because you might ask me to spell it. Okay. <laughs> oh, spelling bee, spelling bee, spelling bee, right? <laughs> that was never my strong suit. Okay, but we're going to talk about reminisce, and obviously, if you if you guys, I'm sure everyone's familiar with the word, but there's an actual therapy that is associated with this. Okay, mm. especially for seniors and people that are getting a little bit older. And it's called reminisce therapy. So when I was doing research on this word, I'm like, holy cow, like we just think about taking a trip down memory lane, which is fantastic too, but you can actually use this as therapy and it can help you in a lot of different ways. Now, this is interesting. So studies show that when you take that trip down memory, memory, memory lane, that you usually recall things that happen to you between the ages of 10 and 30. Usually, mm. usually those are the first ones that come come to mind. Now, if something recently just happened, maybe you would think of that as well. But when you do this kind of life review, which is essentially what it is. And, and by the way, we're talking about recalling good things. I know sometimes the negative stuff creeps in there. But, you know, we're talking about the fun, the interesting things that have happened to you in life, the, in, you know, the, the things that you didn't expect to have happened to you. And uh, according to research, this actually has a really good impact on your overall health. So here's some of the mm. things that it can help improve. It can improve self-esteem. It can reduce unwanted behaviors. So kind of put you back mm. in your place, right? Decrease stress because you're in that light, happy kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. A heightened sense of well-being, which makes sense. Feeling of joy expands opportunities to connect. Like how many times have you guys thought about something and you're like, I should call that person. Why haven't mm -hmm. I talked to that person in the last couple of years? I'm a bad friend. I need to reach out to them. Uh, deepens bonds between family and friends. Cause again, you're mm -hmm. reminiscing, you're thinking about them and you know, you reach out to them. 
increases overall quality of life and helps people find meaning in their life. So it reconnects Mm -hmm. them to the things in their past that they used to love to do. Oh, I was so good at that. You know, um, in my past, I I did a lot of theater. And when I go back and I I look at some of the videos and now my kids are looking at the videos, they're like, mommy, you did this and you played this role. And it kind of gives me that nostalgic, oh, you know, maybe I'll just bust out into song throughout the house. (laughs) (laughs) Because you I can. Have done that. Because you can. I have yeah. done That's right. I have done that. Um, and so there's a lot of thing, things that kind of jar our senses and our memories and mm. stuff. So we've got like the visual side of it, which is photo albums and videos, things like that. The audio side. So if you hear an old song or, you know, mm. a song that kind of meant something to you. And music therapy, there's a whole thing for music therapy. I know we're mm-hmm. going to do an episode in the future about music, but that's a whole separate thing. Yeah. When you taste something, so like, you know, some, some sort of cooking or something like, or this reminds me of that trip, you know, that we took to such and such country, tactile, something that you hold. So that could be like mm-hmm. a painting, a trophy. You won the game. Look at my trophy. My dad has this huge wall of trophies from when he played baseball in his early 20s. And it will stay there forever because Mm. that's how he remembers these kind of things. And then, of course, like the sense. So you think of like, oh, when I smell chocolate chip cookies, like all this stuff, you know, comes Mm -hmm. to mind. And I think of my grandma and how we made this together. So I wanted to ask you, ladies, when you take that little trip down memorily, remember, I cannot say memorily. It's memorily. a different lane, memorily lane. I'm changing it's the word. I'm memorily. just going to change the word. Memorily. Memorily lane. Memorily. Memorily. Easy for you to say. Go ahead. When you take that trip <laughs> down. No, I'm not saying it. Into the way, way back <laughs> machine. There you go. So <laughs> going back, what are you what are you pulling from? Like, what really does mm. it for you? It, you know, are you a person that has those photo albums? Do you get the photo albums out? How does that work into your life? Lindsay, what do you think? You know, I love that, Sunny. I just spent the last three weeks doing most of that. <laughs> so it's kind of fun to think about what's in a house after one of your parents passes and mm. what's been stored by them for the child, right? So um. I got to go through boxes and i'm not joking 15 boxes good sized boxes of photographs there's another like three giant bins full of videos that go all the way back to when i was a toddler that are on super 8 film okay that is dating me i'm sure but <laughs> holy cats my kids if they've ever seen christmas vacation with the scene where Chevy Chase is in the attic and he's got the hat on and the scarf and he's watching old films. Yeah. That was me with my kids just watching, going, look at this. Look, remember? No, they don't remember because I was little. Anyway, super fun. I think memory lane and the way, way back machine gets stored <laughs> in so many different ways that sometimes it's interesting to see what other people keep. That's about you. Oh. So I've kept a lot of things for myself. I made scrapbooks for my kids and I've taken pictures beyond words for all my children because they lived in a digital age. So it's pretty easy to store them on, you know, digital formatting. But for my lifetime, what my mom stored of my childhood, we'll call it, was so fun to see the what you know the paper that we wrote on where we had to practice our letters and I somehow wrote her a note, "Dear mom, I love you." Lindsay, you know, <laughs> It was so sweet and endearing to see what gets saved. So I love this question. And I can tell you that I've just gone through, I don't know, an entire attic's worth of stuff that 
was fascinating to experience my own childhood from age zero to now 50, you know, it's wonderful. Now, how did that make you feel, Lindsay, when you were going through all that? Interesting. All kinds of emotions. I I went like this. I was going to show you. This was like my emoji land. Overwhelm. Like (laughs) I had all the feels. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that time. That was not so fun. And then, oh, that was really great. And then it was, oh, that was so sad when this happened. So all of these things happen in our lifetime. And I don't know. I think what's what's fun for me is the experiential aspect of looking at that memory, but knowing that it's the now that Mm. is really what is most important. Those memories are fun to tap into and to see them as kind of a a book or a movie that was about you, Mm. but it's the now. The now is really where where it's at. And it it made me feel like I've come a long way, baby. And Mm. there's so much more to have experiences with in this lifetime, so. That's beautiful. Pretty cool. Betsy, Mm -hmm. what about you? Well, uh, I have to share, but first I have to comment on Lindsay's uh, entire situation with going through the boxes because I recently cleaned out my dad's home and my mom had passed four years ago and I found the box of Betsy. <laughs> and in the box of Betsy, it's funny. I was looking to the cabinet. Yeah, because I was like, I think there's a file about me. And my sisters are like, whatever. And then I went to the garage. It was the box of Betsy. And it was every single file just said Betsy. It didn't have a date, but it was every postcard I sent them from every speech around the world mm. and every press release. And my first husband, and when he had a heart transplant, and we were in the newspaper, and all these things. And so literally, I sat with it, and I photographed a little bit of it. And I, I'm i going to write a little bit of blog about seeing your life in a box, because mm-hmm. it made me really realize how important it was that I shared my adventures and was grateful to my parents. And I got to say, in the box of Betsy, when I turned 50, I wrote them a gratitude letter. Mm-hmm. And it was this huge thing um, about everything that I thought and my gratitude for me turning out to be me because of them and their hardships that they did for me. So I'm just going to say, I was a great kid. What can I say? I was a great kid. (laughs) I did a lot of good things for those people, but the way I remember things not mentioned in all your research, Sunny is I buy the t-shirt because (laughs) I like to wear art, be happy, shameless plug. So I like the t-shirt. So when I climbed the Sydney Harbor Bridge, which was one of my top 10 things I've ever done in my life, I got a t-shirt that I climbed the Sydney Harbor Bridge. And when I was in uh, Iceland and I got a t-shirt that was written in the local language about, you know, the degrees and the cold up there and where the longitude and latitude was when we were whale watching in Iceland. And I buy Chosen t-shirts from our big adventure last week. I had to go to the Chosen store and buy, of course, five, two t-shirts to match Dallas. So I would have a new Chosen t-shirt. So I love to get t-shirts. And the thing I love about remembering things with wearing them uh, is because then it's a great conversation starter because mm-hmm. somebody will be like, what language is that shirt? in?" And I'll be like, oh, well, it's in Norwegian. And, you know, I was over there doing this and that. We had so much fun. So uh, I love wear art, be happy, and I'm a t-shirt rememberer. Ooh, I like that. I like that. When I live on memory lane, when I'm down memory lane. Yeah. Right. All right, Shay, what do you think? 
Well, I love this conversation and I'm going to make it simple and quick and way to go. We're really quick to go. Uh, I collect magnets actually on places I've been, but um, now that I live with family, um, again, it's really great to just talk about the memories a lot. And one of my best friends um, from fourth grade, she will message me and be like, oh my God, remember when we did this, like out of the blue. And she's like, I'm just sharing my story, our story uh, with my daughter and all the fun we used to do. So I am so thankful that even though my parents are gone, most of uh, the last probably 10 years, I would say with them is we did a lot of that of, well, remember when we took this trip or remember when we went to this place or, you know, did something like that. I didn't know I was going to lose them, you know, at some point. I mean, we all know we're going to lose them at some point, but not that soon. I thought I had them longer. So especially after they were diagnosed, I was able to really have those conversations. And uh, my brother and I, we have those conversations often. So yeah, I'm really happy that I get to have that. So I, my more, my memory lane, not to be confused with mammary lane, um, is, and this is, is underwired. So I mean, exactly. Right. Oh, and That's I so had to put it in there because I Thank was, you. Saying, it was, coming. um, <laughs> but yeah, it's important. I think to, to talk to them now while they're still living. Yeah, absolutely. Well, real quick, before we wrap up this segment, I did have a little bit of show and tell for you guys. So um, yeah. Lindsay, speaking of your family saving stuff for you. So it's kind of hard to see, but this is my baby book. Aww. <laughs> and it, it's so weird because not just for babies, this goes up until like I've got grandchildren and stuff. It's a really kind of weird book. Wow. But my mom did a fantastic job of saving stuff for me. I've contributed to this as well. So stuff about my kids and everything is in here. So this has been a really big deal. And then I think Mike has a, a picture. I just want to show you guys really quick. So this is in my house and this is just, you know, like a cabinet or whatever. You see the four little slots. Each kid gets a slot. So I've got oh, four nice. kids and in there, I, there's a box for mementos. There's also folders. So if they get any awards and stuff like that, but each kid gets a slot. And that is currently my process for making sure that I am keeping this stuff for my kids because it is so important to be able to look back. Yeah, And that's kind of part of our job as a parent is to, <laughs> is to gather this stuff and be like, yeah, that's not going to make the pile. Oh, this is good <laughs> enough to make the pile. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Sunny, I love that. <laughs> Just a little sidebar. I found a little button, you know, those pins, the button pins that you, and my son made it. And it, when he was in German class in seventh grade, and it said these words on it that I interpreted as I'm too sexy for my shirt. And I was like, what, Jaren, that was seventh grade. He goes, that's not what it says, mom. It says, I'm too sexy for speaking another language. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know which is worse, but it was so cute that I had kept that all these years. Oh my God. That is a so... little thing he did in seventh grade. I know what Love you're talking it. about. You remember those big buttons? Like, you know, yes, if you played yes. like sports and stuff, your mom would run around with the yeah. only button. Yes, with your picture mom on it. Yes. Soccer. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Oh, we cracked See? up. This is going down memory. Really? Memory <laughs> lane. We just go with memory. We have reminisced. We have reminisced. Just go with memory. And on that note, thank you guys. I love the conversation. We'll be right back after this quick break. (laughs) 
Hello and welcome to United Network News. I'm Sunny Gold. Now let's check in with our ground command, Kimberly Gogan, from the office of The Guardian. And she has her whiteboard. I can do. going to be. It's up to me. It's up to all of us to come together. I'm Sunny Gall. Join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for The Real News. Welcome back to Underwired Live. Thank you for joining us and on Telegram. So feel free to write in your comments. We will be reading them on air here in a minute. And we are just having so much fun talking about aging. And I have the extreme pleasure of having the A word. And for me, the A word means being an advocate. And I recently um, just had an incident with my brother that I am roommate with where I got a text and phone calls in the middle of the night and my phone is on silent all the time. So here I am. I just happened to wake up in the middle of the night to use the restroom, came back and checked my phone, which normally I don't do. But I checked my phone and saw that I had all these missed calls, not just from him, but from his coworkers and and a text from him saying he was in the hospital. And I immediately called him and he said, yeah, I had this incident. They think I had a stroke, um, but they're running tests and they believe that it might just be eye pressure, but there's all this pressure. And um, I said, yeah, can, do you need me to come get you? And he said, absolutely. And I was like, okay, great. So I'm two hours away. <laughs> uh, I had uh, been house sitting for Lindsay actually, and had to drive two hours to the hospital. And as I'm driving there, I'm literally thinking about what a blessing it is that I'm here because I can be his advocate in the hospital. I can listen to him. I can take notes. I can go to the doctors with him and really understand what's going on. I did this with my dad and uh, last Saturday was the anniversary of his passing. And when my dad started to tell me that, you know, they found a spot on his lung, I was like, that's it. I'm going to the, the doctor with you. And he said, no, 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 you don't have to. You know, he's being very stoic like he normally was. And I said, dad, you don't have a choice. I am going to the doctor with you, whether you like it or not. I have to take notes because you're not going to remember everything they're going to tell you. Number one, you probably might not hear them because he had trouble hearing, as does my brother. I said, but also when you hear something, you're focused on that, not on what's coming next. And you don't even know what questions to ask and any of that. Not saying that I know what questions to ask, but at least I know I can be an advocate. And so even his oncologist at one point even complimented me and said, I am so glad that you have, you are here, number one, not just as a daughter, but as an advocate. So even the doctor likes it when you have advocates there. So here is my question to you guys is, have you considered who you are an advocate for, number one, and who have you can, who have you figured out who's going to be an advocate for you? Maybe it's your spouse or maybe it's someone else, you know, already, maybe it's your children. So Sunny, I'll start with you. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the obvious thing for me is my kids. And yeah. the thing that I've had to be the biggest advocate for 
thank goodness they are in amazing health. I don't have any kids that have any, you know, major issues that way, but I feel like I've had to be a major advocate for them in the school system. Um, so going back to mm-hmm. COVID and them wearing masks and all this kind of stuff, I have had to step up and get into a very uncomfortable spot with the school a lot of times because yeah. they're still going to to public schools. Um, but even trying to find them other schools. So we're trying to transition them into online schools so they don't have those kind of restrictions. Um, I know that with, I think my oldest son, so Sayer, my oldest is, uh, like actually in a few days, he's turning 13. Happy birthday, honey. You're about no. to be a teenager. Wow. Um, I, it is the week. I'm telling you, it's yeah, the week. You almost made it in Chase Magic Week. <laughs> so he is almost timed out. Like I'm, ex- I'm expecting the school to call me and be like, he doesn't have such and such shot because mm. I've made the decision that they're not getting any more shots, period. So mm-hmm. I'm expecting to have to yeah. do something yeah. with the school mm-hmm. here very soon because he's not getting any of that. So I don't know if I've got to claim religious freedom or whatever, whatever I've got to do. But um, when I when I think of being an advocate, first and foremost, it's definitely my kids because they're minors. And what, what, you know, what are they going to do? Right. They're just going to do whatever the school says. So I so I have to be that kind of advocate. You know, as far as myself, it's I mean, it's interesting. Obviously, you know, I'm married. It would be my husband would be my advocate. Um, And then the other thing I thought about is with my parents. So Mm -hmm. I say I'm an only child. It's kind of true and kind of not true. Um, I have a brother who passed away a long time ago, Mm. 94 from cancer. Um, And so it feels like I'm an only child now because I'm the only one that's can help my parents. Like they are getting older, they're in their seventies. And right now they live on the other side of the country. So Mm -hmm. my, you know, my husband kind of has a similar situation. He has a sister, but still we kind of feel a little bit helpless them being so far away. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we've kind of had some, you know, conversations about that. And whenever someone has a health scare, we've had a couple health Mm -hmm. scares in the last couple of years, I have felt completely helpless. Now they're kind of each other's advocate, but at the same time, you know, I'm the only, you know, child right now to, to help with that. And I feel a little... It's an area that needs to be improved. Let's put it that way, because I don't feel like I have a lot of control over it. Well, you know, Sonny, I think it's called the sandwich generation or the sandwich placement or something, because you're in the middle of both yeah. parents taking care of your aging parents and then taking care of your children as well. Right. So, you know, you have to be an advocate for both, even if it's long distance. I've been hearing, especially because of COVID, that people are being doctors are allowing on speakerphone or Zooms to be present mm. or, or FaceTime, things like that, while you they are in the doctor's office, because there needs to be another person there regardless. I I was so thankful that I lived in the position of both of my parents um, when they were going through their stuff. I just had no idea that it was going to happen at the same time. And, um, you know, and sometimes like, you know, you found out or hopefully you don't find out with the schools that you you have to change things, right? I had to change hospitals and doctors with my dad multiple times because I was like, nope, you're not getting the care you deserve. Yeah. 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 Lindsay, what about you? Oh, geez, I have a list so long. I better sh- cut it off here. <laughs> you know, I mean, yes, I had to advocate for my children, most of their young adult lives. Now they're grown. And I kind of have said, you can call me if you need a mother bear to show up. But honestly, you can figure this out on your own. So they're learning how to advocate for themselves in their mid 20s. Um, but when my mother passed and she was in the hospital, mm-hmm. man, oh, man, was I like a huge advocate at the boat 
both at the healthcare side, but also for my mom. Right. advocating for her will to live, advocating mm-hmm. for her desire to want to carry forward. You know, it was, that was a very interesting time in my own life was having to be stronger than her, which seemed nearly impossible in my pea brain at the time. And it became very powerful. I, I really, I think she lived longer than we may have thought she would have because I was such an advocate for her being on this planet at this time. Mm. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then I also, I think about, you know, I'm single. I think about who would advocate for me, you know, and I'm kind of going, yeah, there's Betsy and Shay and Sunny. I got them. Okay, good. Florida, Lindsay. I moved to Florida. So that's a pretty good sign. Betsy moved to Florida. Shay lives down the street. Sunny's coming closer, but I'll probably be in California and I'll need her anyway. It's, (laughs) it's amazing what happens when you get older and I'm watching my father now. I am his conservator. So I have to advocate for everything because he really can't speak. <laughs> so there's a there's a challenge in that feature of knowing that you're there for all these other people, but then you turn around and go, who would be there if it happened to me, right? right? right. And so I really do think about that quite often. And I know that my kids would be there and you all would be there. And, you know, there's probably about a litany of others that would show up and it just makes it real. When you're yeah. like, you just experienced Shay, you're in the hospital and you're going, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I thought I would share that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're so right. You know, for single people, what, who, who is their advocate, right? Or who is their guardian of, uh, what is it? Guardian power of attorney, Guardian, you know, yeah. type of, th- type of yeah. thing. And exactly. for me, that is one of the main reasons I moved to Florida because my brother and I were both emergency contacts for each other and lived half a country apart. So it was like, okay, we got to figure this out. So I got to move here. So yeah, Betsy, what about you? Well, I'm going to go back on the sunny channel, but before I talk about advocating for my daughter, I want to do a shout out to my sisters, Nancy and Debbie. Because in the last six months with my dad's failing health, they were on it. They were at mm. every doctor's appointment. They had logs. They had notes. They made a Google Doc. Uh, and they mm. had to cross check because every time yeah. he'd go to the ER, the whole new set of meds would be prescribed by a right. whole new doctor that right. never, ever had his history. And so one day there were 30 meds lined up in my dad's bathroom. And wow. we started going, wait, this is not right something is wrong here. You know, no one's talking the left and the right hand, the blood pressure people aren't talking to the gastro people aren't talking to the other people. So um, my sisters really were superheroes. So I want to shout out to them publicly, but um, Sunny, like your kids, Sarah was a very interesting kid and not a normal learner. So the world diagnosed her with ADHD. You know, I think God made Mm. her absolutely perfect, but she just had no attention span for boring education and people that didn't really engage the kids and keep them active and really moving and having fun while they were learning. And so very soon she kept checking in and out and staying in the bathroom or not going to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and all these things. So we had to have an entire committee and it's called a 504 here in the U S which is a education plan. And then I spent from junior high advocating to get her something called an IEP, an individual education plan. Mm-hmm. And sophomore year high school, finally, I proved I had the, all the literature, I paid all the money, all the tests to prove she got it. And she was only in that school a couple more months before she said, mom, I can't do it. I'm going on a boat school to finish high school. And as you guys know, my daughter went to high school, sailing a tall ship out of Norway 
where she was part of the crew. And that rigor up at five o'clock, 30 second showers, 72 teenagers cooking their own food, swabbing the deck, you know, learning about these countries that vigor and that that whole structure really was the place Sarah Lane fit in Mm. and got to learn in her way. So the all the teachers told me I was crazy. She's twice exceptional, too smart to get help, but she can't test. She has low memory Mm. Um, and she's got to have to figure out a way in this world. So I will always be her advocate. But as you were doing, Lindsay, I got to pass that baton now that she's 21 in a special week, the week of Shay. She's 21 and uh, she's going to have to start, you know, she's on the, on the ground. She's going to have to advocate for herself. So thank you for asking what a good question. Well, you know, I just love that you were an advocate because I've had friends who they they had to advocate for their children on getting those 504 and the IEP is it's so important to do that as children. I mean, as a parent to do that for their children. And I'm just going to read this comment um, from our from our Telegram group. God, now I can't talk, Sunny. Thanks for <laughs> passing that along to me. Uh, it is, uh, but it's not down mammary gland. Gland, Wayne. <laughs> See, now I'm saying okay, it wrong. Now you're right? in your mammary glands. Go ahead, Shay. <laughs> oh gosh. So we got to give a shout out to Tannis. She says, "I feel like I'm an advocate for Earth and animals. I don't have children, only fur babies." Honey, I hear you. Me too. So yes. We have to be advocates for those and as well. And um, we have uh, Rashika. So sorry if I pronounced that wrong. I have my niece to advocate for me. I am so glad. Becky, I'm ready to move to Florida. Come on down, Becky. We will uh, gladly open arms for you. And uh, with that note, I'm going to throw it over to Betsy for our Out of Box series. Okay, outside the box. So outside the box, for those of you who are new, it's just an interesting interview, a different angle, something important to bring to the show. And we are doing a show about aging. And to honor my dad, my family and I got together and decided that my sister Nancy would interview him about his life story. And he got excited. He's like, I'm writing a memoir. Just like all those fancy people on TV, he had his memoir. And I literally have the 35 pages of handwritten front and back every note that he prepared for his interviews with my sister. And this created such a fabulous, fabulous time for the two of them because she took time out of her busy schedule. She's 60 years old and sat with my dad for hours of him just telling the stories of growing up in like rural Massachusetts and being the first in the family to get away from the religion and escaping and meeting my mom and all kinds of things. And Mm -hmm. so I am going to contribute putting the actual book together. But when I was home at Easter, I thought, dad, you know what? I'd like to do a little interview with you for the family history. Are you up for that? So we have a very special outside the box today. Let's meet Cliff Weersma. One of the guys that had a car, um, he was going to drive to Rhode Island. See, we were close to the Rhode Island border. And so uh, he decided he wanted to go to Rhode Island at his favorite club where he knew the Uxbridge girls hung out. <laughs> so um, um, I said, sure, I went along. And um, this was a, a tavern, you'd call it. It had a jukebox, um, but you can drink legally in Rhode Island. So we're sitting there and uh, 
the other guys had girlfriends from the experts girls and so you know somebody got some music going and everybody you know took her off with their girlfriend i guess and on the dance floor and i saw mom sitting there by herself and i'm by myself i was a very poor dancer you know i used to think i had natural rhythm but uh my dreams so anyway, um, I had a pump and dance, and the whole dance, I never stepped on her toes. That was extraordinary for me. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. That's good. So I asked her for a second dance, and she said, yeah. And again, no injury. <laughs> no injury. To her toes. Good. So um, that's how it all began. Just one of those things that happened, you know, just... Your luck. Yeah, well, more than luck. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, if you want to say some things for your grandkids and your great grandkids, what would be? What would you tell them? What did you learn in life that you would tell your kids and your great grandkids? I would say number one, get an education. You know, get through college if you have the opportunity, and, and work hard. Find a good woman and be faithful to her and um you can have a great life awesome well you're an awesome dad and we appreciate you thank you for uh, being a video star to add to your book and thank you for all your memories and you and mom and your great upbringing and all the opportunities you've given us and the good you've put in us that we've given to our kids and their kids and the kids and didn't cry i just cried at the preview this mm. afternoon because as some of you might remember from the previous show we just lost my dad just about a month ago actually mm -hmm. today four weeks ago today and you know he looks so good there because yeah, i'm just yeah. i have in my head yeah. his last weekend on earth and he was on his oxygen and he mm -hmm. just you know was really out of it so it, it was such an honor i'm so glad ladies thank you for um letting cliff be a little part of mm -hmm. underwired yes and uh and you know yes. he's a he's a wow guy, and I think that leads us into a wow woman. So let's head over to our wow woman segment. Take I think it we're away. Go to break first. We're gonna take a break. Oh, first. we're gonna take a quick yeah, break. We're first. taking a break first, and then uh, we'll come back. We'll take a quick so break and then for it. we'll go. I'm well, so I just excited. got so excited to make my dad a wow man that I was skipping the break. So my dad's a wow man. Let's go to a quick commercial break. This is the fast one you're listening to, Underwired, and we are live. This is Real Talk. We discuss important issues impacting our world and how we as humanity can come together, overcome our obstacles, and move forward towards a bright and beautiful future. I think we're back. I think we're back. <laughs> we're just so eager to jump into the next segment because we know we're running out of time. And so I know. with that said, I'm going to give a very brief introduction to our wow woman. Uh, Joanna Carmichael is a very good friend of mine who lives in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And talk about aging gracefully. This woman has got it nailed. And without having to give her much of an introduction, because it is in the video, I'm just going to go ahead and send it on out. And then we're going to talk a little bit about graceful aging. 
Hey, hey, everybody. I'm here with my dear friend, Joanna Carmichael, who has a fabulous business called Pharma to Dharma. And I want you to meet Joanna because we were sitting here talking with our coffee this morning about what does it mean to age gracefully? I know. So Joanna, I just want you to know, I do think you're an incredible woman of wonder and you always have been in my life. And we both know that the secrets to aging gracefully come from the inside out. And we're going to talk about that today. So I'd like you to take a minute just to introduce yourself to our audience, tell them who you are. And I know you're already fabulous, but just tell them why you're fabulous. What is it? <laughs> well, I am fabulous because <laughs> love that. My good friend, Lindsay, I back at your sister. I have so much uh, love and regard for you. I think our conversations are incredible and it's a, a joy to be able to spread it with other women and other people around the planet. Um, so I'm a registered nurse and a doctor of metaphysics and divinity, and I'm an Ayurveda meditation and yoga teacher. Um, I've been a nurse for over 35 years and I have a 20 plus year career in pharmaceutical research. So, um, it's been a very diverse and interesting, uh, journey to say the least. And, um, my platform pharma to Dharma is about my journey, uh, from being, uh, Western trained in allopathic medicine as most all doctors and nurses are. And then my journey with metaphysics that, um, uh, really forms a natural marriage with natural medicine. And so the bottom line is that there are many, many, many choices on the spectrum of healing and pharmaceuticals are included. However, the way we do it is wrong. Mm. Very. Mm. <laughs> and so I'm here to educate and to inspire and help people live happier, healthier lives. Um, you know, you said that term aging gracefully. I really don't like the term anti-aging because, right. you know, we're already practicing anti-medicine, exactly. antidepressants, anxiolytics, you know, it's all anti this, anti that. Yeah. And that's metaphysically a very negative energy. And so anti-aging makes it seem like there's something wrong with us. Right. You know? yeah. and, like you shouldn't and, age. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. And yet we all age. Right. <laughs> you know, we all age. <laughs> and, you know, happens taxes, happens to all of us. Yeah. And so it's, you know, so I like the term aging gracefully because I think that we can. And that, you know, people say, wait, well, well, you have to die of something. Well, that's not actually true. You don't have to die of anything spiritually. You can, um, you can just decide you're done and, um, uh, take off, yeah. you know, there don't you have go. a heart attack or a stroke or end up in a facility. And um, I also do home care nursing. So I see a lot of poor aging, very, very poor aging. And that is incredibly sad to me. I go into nursing homes and facilities and dementia units and things like that. And, and now more than ever, I am passionate about us not having to do that or be there. I want to die on a tennis court personally. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always know. say that too. I want to die playing pickleball. If that's going to happen, that just take me now. This is it. Oh, <laughs> they're happy and healthy. And you know, when I'm ready and when my soul is ready and I've fulfilled my, my mission here on this planet. I love that. So, you know, when you think about aging gracefully and, you know, I, I've been thinking about it a lot. I'm in my fifties now and I'm mm -hmm. starting to show signs of wear and tear on my physical body. 
and probably I'm showing signs of wear and tear on my emotional body. You know, there's just, there's a lot that we take on after so many trips around the planet. Do you have any hot tips for our listeners about what you can do to age gracefully? You know, is there a mindset? Is there a spiritual point of view? Is there something that you would say, you know, go wherever you need to go, but I always ask you these hard questions. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. I love questions. <laughs> Well, you know, emotional spiritual work as a metaphysician is my wheelhouse. Mm. And so I have come to believe because of my experience in pharmaceutical research, I got to see the mind body connection up close and personal. So I want to be really clear. I had nothing to do with the ads on TV. I did research. <laughs> and so right. <laughs> and research is needed. And there's ways to do it. And there's informed consent. And I kind of got derailed into research in my nursing career, but it really ended up being a joyful derailment because I actually got to spend time with patients, which I didn't have in clinical nursing. And what I saw is that, um, you know, the, the placebo effect up close and personal, because the placebo effect is about 30 to 40%. And so when a patient would be in a drug study, they'd be in a placebo run-in phase after informed consent where they would be taken off their regular drugs and then put on a, on a placebo, but they didn't know it was a placebo, only the doctor and nurse did, so that they could be randomized to the part of the trial that was double blind to actually see what happened. What happens with the drug, whatever it was meant to treat, high blood pressure or cholesterol or angina, you know, chest pain. <clears throat> And what was fascinating is how many patients would screen fail out because once they were taken off of their medications, you had to ensure that they had the disease state that we were treating. You wouldn't want to put somebody in a blood pressure study with you know, who didn't have high blood pressure. Right, right. And so it was amazing how they'd be on the placebo and be saying, they'd be walking on a treadmill going, honey, these pills are terrific. I feel great. And you're watching the objective ST segment depression on the treadmill and their symptoms of chest pain or angina, shortness of breath, fatigue, and they're not having any of it. <laughs> and so they couldn't be in the study because they'd screen fell out because they were actually doing too well. And then in the study, it would be amazing how many patients did do well. And it was really because they get so much extra attention in a drug study. Mm. So, so much attention. attention. So clinical research, attention, so much clinical research is, um, you know, it's, it's so different than clinical medicine because they have informed consent. You're spending a lot of time with them. You're questioning them on adverse events, serious adverse events, what's happening with them. And I got to know these patients intimately. So I knew what was in their hearts. Yeah. So heart disease specifically, and I've done a lot of that is about matters of the heart. And so by getting to know these patients, I'd find out about their marriages, their jobs, you know, being in bad marriages, being in jobs they hated, not forgiving, not having joy in their life, all these things that actually affect the heart because the heart is holistic mm. and contextual. And so it was fascinating because somebody was getting placebo and yet all of our patients would do extremely well. <laughs> So I got to see that up close and personal. <laughs> You're an amazing woman of wonder, Joanna. And I am so grateful <laughs> to have you in my life. And, and to all of our listeners, I hope you will look up Joanna at vedicalchemy.org. 
And we will just be delighted to talk to you again, Joanna, when we have other topics on Underwired that are relevant to all of this beautiful work you're doing to prevent people from having stress and lives that are painful rather than the lives that they're really destined to have. So thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for being here. Oh my God. Thank you for inviting me. And, you know, there's, you can schedule a 20 minute consultation with me to, you know, to talk about what your needs are. And um, I have all kinds of tools in my toolbox that I, that I use that I can help people with. And like I said, emotionally, spiritually, no matter what you're going, what's going on with you, even if it's structural, there's always an emotional component. And that's, um, that's where I love to work with the deep. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are so lucky to have Joanna in our world. I just want to tell you, I just love her too. She was, she's been instrumental in my own life and getting things back on track a few years back. It just was amazing. Her work in the Vedic uh, alchemy that she performs. And I, Oh, I just get so excited and I know we're like running over time. So I think that I'm going to pitch it right on over to Sunny because I think rather than having discussion, we should jump in and maybe do some of the comments from our audience. You go Sunny. Yeah. Yeah. I can take this over. So by the way, guys, in today's conversation, we currently have 187 comments, which I think is amazing. <laughs> we, ha- we have some amazing people in there that are chatting it up and yes. we just love you guys. So um, I just want to give some shout outs to yes. some names Thank of people you. that are participating. If you guys see specific comments uh, that scrolling by, you know, we can certainly bring those up as well. Um, but first of all, Diane B, who is kind of leading the charge here and asking a bunch of questions and she helps out with our field messengers mm-hmm. as well. We love you. Thank you so yes. much for coordinating this for us because it's hard for us to see the comments as they go through. So <laughs> thank you for keeping everything alive. Tannis, of course, mm-hmm. uh, we really appreciate you being here and for contributing to the conversation like you do every week, regardless of all of our technology issues and stuff that we have. You are a diehard and we really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Uh, let's see, Fuad, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but welcome. Um, it's great to have you here. Thank you for contributing to the conversation. Becky, appreciate you as well. Yay. Let's see who else. Honey, I'm going to jump in. I want to jump in really quick because Tannis had just said one of her best friends has his 53rd birthday today and he has aged beautifully with his heart full of kindness and always doing things for others. He Mm. is also a kid at heart with joy and love for everyone. I just wanted to share that Uh and give him a shout out on this special day. So again, another cool person this week. Who's The magic week. The The magic magic week. week. Thank you, Tannis, for sharing that. (laughs) Yes, that's amazing. I think there's only other one person I missed, Rashika. Thank you guys. This has been a blast and we love talking with you guys. This is why we, from the very beginning, we wanted to do a live show. And this is why, because we believe you're part of the conversation. It's not just us sharing our stories, but we really do want to hear what you have to say as well. So we hope the audience will grow and we'll get more comments, you know, as we go through, but we so appreciate you guys. So thank you for being here. Well, and Uh, if you're watching the recording, some of you might be saying, how do I get to be part of that show? Well, that's because we have Telegram. (laughs) there it is the telegram graphic Uh, so you can join telegram as becky andrews did this week uh and she met me and Lindsay, and she wanted to be part of the show so you can just join and then look up underwired live and also if you participate in our show you might get one of our show it ladies 
Kindness Coins. This is Lindsay's creation. She gives kindness currency around the world. So if you've been participating in the show today, reach out directly to Lindsay Andriotti here on Telegram, and she will get you a kindness coin. Boy, we couldn't have more fun. We're trying to cram it into 60 minutes. We're just a little bit over, but we got so excited today because we were talking about a very important topic, aging, aging gracefully, loving every minute of it, and being on Mammary Lane where Sunny is moving to her new house. Yes, on um, Mammerly Lane. On Mammerly Lane. Uh, we're so happy that you're part of the conversation here. We can't wait to be live next week. Uh, this is Underwired Live, and we are out. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. I just want to love you. Stop, stop, stop.